Hi there. Want to get a text message whenever we publish a new episode of the Mindset Digital Podcast? It's a super easy one-click shortcut to the show. To sign up, just text MSDPOD, that's M-S-D-P-O-D, all one word, to 555-888 and we'll get you started. Good times. Welcome to the Mindset Digital Podcast with insight and analysis from the intersection of social media, learning, and technology. Here's our creative director, Pete Brown. All right, welcome back to the Mindset Digital Podcast, everybody. It's been a minute, and joining me, as always, and remotely, is Matthew Weiner. Hey, Pete, you could just say Weiner. Thanks, Weiner. I appreciate that. I honestly couldn't do this show if, if you didn't give me that permission every week. I, <laughs> I would be incapable of, of discussing this with you. <laughs> Happy to help. So, do you remember the date of our last podcast, Weiner? Ah, uh, I don't. It was it was early March. It was like oh. it, it came out March 11th. I think we maybe recorded on March 5th or 6th. Oh, and, yeah, March March 5th. I just know, checked. I remember before um, we went started recording, I was telling you, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to Paris in three weeks with my <laughs> wife for our 25th anniversary. It'll be great." And then uh, everything has changed in the world. There's yeah. Been, <laughs> <laughs> a, a pandemic. We've been locked away. We are now working remotely. This is a, this is the first time you and I have recorded the show remotely. You're not sick as far as I know. I'm not sick. <laughs> uh, my kids are starting to hang out with their friends again, so it's only a matter of time for me. <laughs> uh, but, but I think you were going to talk a little bit about uh, how some of the companies that we talk about on the show, some of the big tech companies are handling the pandemic with their employees. Is that right? Yeah, because there have been uh, a, a lot of updates. And I also think like just <laughs> unintentionally or not, re- really illustrative of, of the companies and their culture as well. Yeah. So what do you got? Yeah. So you know, we'll start on the, the, <laughs> the one extreme end. Twitter probably made some of the biggest waves when uh, Jack Dorsey announced that employees can work from home forever. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just permanently from home. Their office won't be uh, reopening at least until this fall. And the company suspended you know, pretty much nearly all employee business travel and in-person events through 2021. Wow. Yeah. So theirs was, I mean, pretty straightforward, just blanket statement. Don't have to come back. And here are some funds if you need for work from home supplies. That is awesome. For like uh, pencils and stuff. Yeah. Probably desks and things like that. Let me ask you a question about Twitter. This is going to be a bit of a curveball. Uh-huh. Do you do you suppose if somebody is in quality control at Twitter, their job is just to tweet all day? <laughs> you know, I you'd think so. Except with each Twitter update, it, it really feels like they're being made by people who don't actually use the site a lot. Right. So that, that <laughs> I think that's actually a really good question as to what they're doing. Okay, yeah. So that's a, that was a big change for Twitter, and I know they have a lot of prime real estate there in downtown San Francisco. It'll be interesting to see how that goes with the pending crash of the commercial real estate market. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a common theme for these, right? Like how how much of this is you know they're trying to work on their own cost savings, but it, it, yeah. it's nice for employees, and it's nice to have that clarity. Yeah, and, like, most of the other ones are, are somewhere in between. Like Google's working on a, a phased return for people who want to. Like I think people are coming back either this month or early July, but still very low capacity. They said uh, yeah. about ten percent of their office space. 
Then in the fall, they're going to update, you know, upgrade that to about like a third of uh, the office's spa uh, space could be come back. Oh. And then in September, up to about 30% capacity, mm -hmm. prioritizing like essential on-site workers. Right. Everyone else, though, welcome to continue working from home for 2020. And then beyond that, they really haven't given a lot of updates on what it'll look like for 2021. Yeah. They yeah, did give I... another furniture bonus, though. That's uh, $1,000 from Google. Wow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> new new futons. Uh, <laughs> there again in Silicon Valley where uh, real estate is crazy expensive. I, I mm -hmm. remember reading online like about a Google engineer who lives in a truck that he has parks, <laughs> you know, and he goes into the gym for a shower and everything. I wonder how he's been doing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And what, what about, uh, what about our friend Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. Well, I, I was going to save him for last. Okay. Who's next? We, yeah. So we've got Amazon. They're, Again, kind of like the two prongs. So for the, you know, not not counting the warehouse workers who we'll get to, everyone else can keep working from home at least through October. They do have a big summer sale event planned to make up for Prime Day, which got delayed. That would have been mid-July, but I guess we're just not in the mood for Prime Day this year. So instead, they're moving that up to a June summer sale. We'll be on the lookout for more details from that, whether that'll apply to everyone or just Prime workers. But yeah. otherwise, they've been they've been pretty busy because those warehouses have not been closed. In fact, they've yeah. ended their two dollar hazard pay bump this week. Oh, so everybody got a two dollar an hour raise? <laughs> yeah, for putting their lives at risk. You know, there were uh, yeah. eight workers confirmed dead, and over a hundred mm. of the warehouses across the country have had cases. And that's but, eight from coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, that's a. Uh... Boy, and it, it, this, during this whole thing, I'm like, hey, I, I don't know why I didn't just put all my money in Amazon like 10 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. And and B, it's like you just see how dependent we are on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I know I have over here, too. I mean, you know, we're trying to support our local shops when we can, especially the restaurants. But uh, for everything else, it's been nonstop Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Very good for the big A. And uh, how about their... Um, headquarters too <laughs> yeah i didn't see any updates on that <laughs> yeah that's good well we didn't get it in columbus so haha it's virginia yeah. and then apple is also in an interesting position because they they're of i think the big tech that we're covering they're probably the most hardware centric other than yeah. amazon's warehouses so yeah. they they do already have some people coming back especially essential ones since they're so secretive with their their labs yeah. and their headquarters uh, everybody else are going to do a little bit more of a phase return in July. Again, limiting time in the office, though. So, you know, you yeah. might just be in for a day a week or something like that. I gotcha. I gotcha. I was thinking, like, they just built that brand new flying saucer building, <laughs> and maybe they could turn it into, like, an indoor track or something. <laughs> I actually had a, a friend who was, uh, he works for an Apple retail store here, and he had been scheduled to go out there for a training program, and I think he just missed it, like, a week mm. or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then who else you got? So now we have Zuckerberg. And All right. Yeah. And I, this one, we'll see if it, if it stays as they've listed the policy. I, I think it's one of the most intriguing announcements to come out other than Twitter's just, you know, home from ever if you want, but right. also could have like some of the, you know, most wide reaching changes for Silicon Valley and employment out there. And what's the policy? Yeah, so they are going to offer a permanent work from home option, 
But the catch is, if you're outside of Silicon Valley, there's going to be a cost of living adjustment based on where you are. Uh, so yeah. if, if you work somewhere cheap, that's not going to be to your favor. <laughs> right. And this is, I mean, culturally, this is a pretty big deal because, you know, Facebook, yeah. they, they used to give a 10% bonus just to live within 10 miles of headquarters. For they, sure. Yeah, they, they really valued, you know, that whole Silicon Valley mindset of like, keeping you on the campus, a lot of fun perks, things like that. Yeah. And they were pretty reluctant to go remote too. Like Zuckerberg said, he was surprised when they, they got the figures back. People working from home were a lot more productive than he had expected they would be. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's interesting too. I know I made jokes about the commercial real estate market, but I think a lot of companies are using this as an opportunity to transition away to uh, their from their floor space commitments. You know? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, because I mean it's hugely expensive for them out there yeah, too. There's big boys. big company here in Columbus that you know they're they're consolidate they they have multiple campuses around the country and some they're just the smaller ones closing them down and those folks will work remotely and they're consolidating to like four main campuses. Oh wow. Um, so how about our friends? And I don't know if you know this or not, but <laughs> your, your favorite company, the co-working company. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I, they, I have not how, heard. How, how did I blank on the name of that company? Oh, uh, we, we work. We work. Thank you. And that is a great question because yeah, I mean, they, I, I don't know how they don't go bankrupt once commercial real estate doesn't bounce back. Yeah. I mean, this might be the bigger story for now, for next year. You know, once things start to reopen, then a lot more companies decide you know, we don't, we didn't actually need this much office space or any office space. Yep. Okay. So, based solely on their work from home policies, which of these companies would you choose to work for? I, probably Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe Google. I like the sort of because even before this went down, right? I mean, we were in a co-working space, and I found like. Mm -hmm. You know, two to three days a week as like the option to go in was mm -hmm. pre pretty ideal for me. Like en enough to That's give right. me that structure for the week, but yep. still get work done elsewhere. What I found about it, and uh, you know, I've I've actually been working from home off and on really since two thousand eight. Mm -hmm. uh, really from two thousand eight to two thousand twelve, I worked from home entirely. It's when I'm called in for a meeting when I'm a work from home guy that I know some some something significant's about to go down. <laughs> yeah, we need you to come in for this one. And I'm oh. like, are you sure we can't just do it here on the phone? Oh, so uh, well, hopefully. And I know it's just crazy. Every state is different. And I, yeah. I, on my bleak moment, I say to my wife, I'm like, you're a high school teacher. We've got two teenagers in the house. There's just no way we're not getting it at some point. <laughs> I get, so is it, I haven't looked like with younger people, is it, they'll get it. It's just not a big response in them. So they would still pass it to you. Do, do we even know? Yeah, I do know that, you know, like the uh, seriousness of it in young people is significantly lower, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. like very small number, even have to be hospitalized and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So the, the thing you just have to promise me, Wiener, is if the worst happens, you're going to keep this podcast going. <laughs> I, absolutely <laughs> every week every week a weekly podcast of you just talking about how great it was to work with me <laughs> i could do that so okay so uh yeah interesting time if you're listening and working at home i hope you you like the podcast you can uh, subscribe to us on apple and the google and we're on spotify now and pandora wherever you need us uh we've got a pivot when we talk about what i'm going to talk about but it's a, it's an update on quibi which you've been keeping us up to date on the story of quibi which <laughs> is a 
streaming service uh, optimized for your phone, correct? Yeah, uh, exclusively uh, on the phone. 10 minute episodes and they have a lot of money or they used to. What's going (laughs) on with Quibi? Yeah, so it turns out launching a a brand new uh, media platform in the middle of a global pandemic is not the best timing. Yeah. So they they have not been doing well. Uh, Downloads were about... Uh, they're giving it about like 1.7 million for like actual active users. I think it was like over 3 million downloaded it, mm-hmm. which is, I, it's within the range, you know, estimates were I think between one and 5 million, but it's, it's low. And yeah. you know, Katzenberg, or Jeffrey Katzenberg has you know, said they're, they're not exactly thrilled with the engagement levels. And one of the big things that's hurting them right now is that, you know, currently there's no way to cast this to TV. Yeah. It, it is, you know, phone exclusive. And, you know, they said, look, if we'd known that people were going to be sitting inside for you know, mm-hmm. all week, we, we might have had this feature at launch. They claim that they're now right. rushing it out. We'll see. Uh, and and Quibi is 10-minute episodes, right? Quibi is short for quick bite. Quick, yeah, 10-minute chunks. And that, and the real idea was let's let's fill those rare moments when people are in line at the bank and have, have no way to watch TV with a way to watch TV. Right. Right. Now they have just nothing but those moments. And I, I think the other, the other streaming services are doing great. You know, Disney had huge yeah. downloads. Uh, HBO it, Max it, just came out. And, and uh, first of all, props to you, HBO. We needed another version <laughs> of the streaming service to confuse me even more than I'm already confused. Yeah, it's, it's good though. HBO Max is the one to have. Yeah, well, it's fine. I'm going to be on record defending HBO Max. So it's it's confusing, and there's a lot of weird stuff on there with no sort of cohesion or brand unity. But for me, the the content is great because they have yeah. they have the the Studio Ghibli lineup alone in America, oh, yeah. right? For yeah, sure. Net, yeah. So you know, Netflix got the overseas rights, but they've got it here, and and those movies are just a joy to watch right now. Yeah, they have some other pretty good anime on there through Crunchyroll. They have you know all of the regular HBO programming. I yep. think the the originals for HBO Max. It remains to be seen how good those are going to be. And right, if there's going to be some confusion between what's an HBO Max original, what's the difference with HBO. Right. But the other big thing is they have a lot of TCM curated old movies, so like a lot of oh, Criterion yeah. classics. So nice. just an like... incredible lineup. You know, like if you wanted the back catalog of Fellini. And also mm-hmm. some anime. HBO Max has it now. I, I don't know how big that audience is. Besides, me. <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's right up. It's HBO Max is the the joke I was gonna make is they're coming out with a streaming service for each of us individually, <laughs> and it, HBO Max was yours. It's it. Yeah, I, I'm very happy with it, and it's a not a bad layout. It's pretty much just the the old HBO app. They just reskinned it. Yeah. I have HBO now, which I got so I could watch Game of Thrones, and I just have never had the energy to cancel. <laughs> well, so you should. It gets super confusing, but I think you're able to get a free upgrade. Nice. I'll, yeah, I'll look, in. look into that. Yeah, you might okay. be able to just switch it over. And uh, and to clarify, did you download Quibi? <laughs> I signed up for that free trial download. I, I have to admit, I I haven't watched any of the shows. Oh yeah. Because the one thing that was interesting that you told me was that some directors were, if you rotate your device a certain way, the show you're watching would change points of view. Yeah. And that's something I, I, I don't think I need to subscribe to, to Quibi to try that out, but that sounded cool to me. Yeah, it, it really sounded cool to me too. I, I just, again, that being it's a dedicated platform, uh, it's just a, it's a tough sell. Yeah. So, uh, so just to, uh, 
to summarize for all our listeners before we, we pivot into my portion of the show, uh, Matthew Weiner is pro HBO Max, pro Twitter's <laughs> work from home policy, uh, anti WeWork, and anti Quibi. Yeah, that, that's right. All right, good times. <laughs> Uh, well, Wiener, I have uh, a little surprise for you, a little news. Guess what Guess what this is that we're doing right now? Oh, what is this? This is episode 50 of the Mindset Digital Podcast. Whoa. 50 episodes. Can we, can we insert like an air horn here? I'm going to do it live. It's easier than editing. It's so much better than post. Um, now, is there a, uh, there's a thing called a SoundCloud rapper, right? And that's somebody who wants to be a rapper and they make their own raps and put it on SoundCloud, right? Yeah. That's a term, right? I'm not making that up. I hear my, hear that in the shows my daughter watches. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So our podcast is so old. When we started it, SoundCloud was like the only place we could hope it, post <laughs> it. So we're like the, the SoundCloud rapper of podcasts. <laughs> Uh, we started way back in 2016 in these 50 episodes. How many downloads do you think we've had? Ooh, uh, a couple thousand. All right. So uh, I'm glad you're really confident in our engagement. We've had 12,000. <laughs> All uh, right. A little, a little over 12,000. Uh, our top episode is uh, episode two, which uh, way back in the beginning, the podcast was it was we started this just to have a fun thing to do at the agency. I understand that there are like serious marketing reasons for businesses to start podcasts. Ours was, we just want a place to talk about cool stuff that's digital. Yeah. Uh, but episode, episode, so the early podcasts were, they were longer. They were uh, intensely produced. We had like six different segments in each one. <laughs> so uh, episode two was, it's time to talk about Snapchat, which was when Snapchat was relatively new and it was, my daughter was in sixth grade and wanted to get on it. So we made an episode about that. It's had about 3,000 downloads, that one alone. Oh. Uh, episode 10, episode three. The interesting thing about our top 10 podcasts, Wiener, is that you're in none of them. <laughs> oh, no. Our, our numbers have tanked since we rebooted this as Pete and Wiener. <laughs> well, so, having, so having heard that update, can, can my segment next time be on what time is the Super Bowl? Because I, I really need to get my numbers back up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to uh, to tell you about some sports things, and I just thought it's, it just takes too long to explain all the all the background you need. <laughs> oh, did you have a Korean baseball update? Because I, I am all in. Are you? Yeah, it's been good to watch the Korean baseball. Uh, so here's what I did. I looked up a couple of reasons why, because people always say, should my business start a podcast? And I think marketing experts alike, uh, they say yes. And uh, it's been successful for us. Uh, it's been a fun thing for us to work on. Uh, but it's also, you know, your engagement with your audience is higher on a podcast. You're catching people at times where it's it's hard to reach them, like they're vacuuming the apartment or, you know, riding the bus. Uh, and it's a good place to talk to your, your customer. And we don't really, you know, pitch our services on the podcast, but I think it is a way for our customers. And I think a lot of our listeners are our clients and work at our client companies. Uh, just to know that we're, you know, we keep up with the trends and this is what we're seeing. I thought my tool recommendation is the one we're using right now. It's called Zencaster. Uh, I know, I know you had some trouble getting started with it here today, <laughs> Wiener, but I've been using it for, for some personal podcast projects that I do for a couple of years. And hmm. here, here's what I like about Zencaster. So if, if you're like, how do I start a podcast now when everybody's working from home, you need Zencaster. And basically 
you know, if we were on a Skype call and I was recording it, I could put out the podcast that way. But you would sound to me very, you know, like a Skype call, tinny and through my computer. You know, what what Zencaster is doing is it's actually recording your voice to your computer right now. My voice is recording to my computer. And then when I hit the stop button, it uploads them both to the cloud so that I can get to them there. Oh. So it, it allows us in a very simple way for me to get that that good voice recording that's happening there in your apartment instead of me having to get the one I hear in my headphones right now. So Zencaster, uh, I will say it's gotten better over the three years I've been using it. There are times sometimes like if somebody's internet flicks out in the middle of an interview, that can be a little problematic to recover everything, <laughs> but their support's been pretty good. So <laughs> that sounds like a big problem. Yeah. It, it, you know, we did, we did an interview once with, uh, with someone up in Cleveland. And so what we ended up having to do is he had to log into our Zencaster account on his computer and then you know, they, they walked us through how to do it. I mean, oh. everything's being recorded, mm. uh, but I, I think it's just a lightweight tool. It's, it's free. Uh, it used to have like the free level was just, you could have three people on, on a show, but they, for the pandemic sort of lifted that and made their premium free for everybody. That's good. Cause we, we needed more podcasts to start. It's true. There's <laughs> only about 19 million podcasts at the moment. <laughs> But I still think even in a crowded field, if you're thinking of starting one at your business, just do it. You'll you'll find a small audience. We certainly have. And yeah. your your people will really like working on it. They're not terribly difficult to produce. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of podcasting for, for business. Obviously, Wiener, you know, I've produced a number of personal projects that uh, I hope you've listened to. I know I've seen your reviews on iTunes. Uh, by the way, Mindset Digital Podcast, uh, eight reviews, five stars, all of them, and uh, some nice words there. So... If you like the show, go ahead and leave us a review there. The interesting thing about it is when we get super busy, we, you know, we, we try to get one a month out. And I think mm -hmm. putting something out regularly is pretty important. When we get super busy, you can kind of see it in our publishing <laughs> schedule, right? Yeah. Like right in the middle of 2018, I took on some really big projects and I don't think we had another podcast <laughs> till like January of 2019. Yeah. So, so, uh, but this new lightweight format, which is, uh, you explaining to me what's happening in the world and why it's important and me trying to, you know, cling on to some sort of relevance. Uh, see, it seems to be working. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I think this has been great. All right. So we're closing today, Wiener. Closing with uh, either a work from home hack or a tip or something that you've learned about working from home that uh, that our listeners who are now working from home, are like, oh, yeah, that might be a helpful thing to know. What do you I got? guess my first tip is going to be work for a Silicon Valley company because I had to buy all the <laughs> crap myself. <laughs> That's right. That thousand dollars to go out and get yourself a desk at IKEA. You know, IKEA, IKEA is closed, but you can order stuff and then they'll load it in your car when you pull up there. Oh, I, that is nice. That I did not know. Yeah. I, I am using I, an IKEA standing desk, but I, I took it from our office. Yeah, good thinking. So, okay, so work from work work for. <laughs> so, what have you had to do to set up your home workspace? Yeah, so I've got the the big old IKEA standing desk and then a, a, a tall a tall chair. I, I did, I, I broke down and I bought a mechanical keyboard and mm -hmm. I, I haven't told my, uh, my, my, my lovely wife yet that I, I bought the louder switches. Nice. It's a bit more give to it. Yeah. But she'll, she'll find out in a few weeks. Did you do that just to have the clickety clack keep you company or you just prefer typing on it? I, uh, both. <laughs> okay. So, and, and I, I have one of the, uh, the MacBooks with the terrible keyboard. That oh yeah, like no no feel to it whatever whatsoever. So I wanted to get a nicer keyboard for typing on since that's 
most of what I do. Uh, As- I, I wish I had some better tips. I think the biggest tip for me reading all of these other tip guides has been don't feel like you have to listen to anyone who says that you need some sort of set schedule. Like yeah. we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's a whole yep. lot of other things going on right now. You know, if you want to start your day at 10 and don't put pants on, I, I think the work's going to get done all the same. You know, I, I think if you are like me and you're way more productive at home, and, and again, I've been doing this since 2008, that was my tip. It was embrace the PJs, right? Because <laughs> that, if you say work from home tips, there's always some idiot blogger saying, get dressed for work, just like you're going to the office, keep a regular schedule, minimize your interruptions. You know, now maybe it's the nature of our work, which, you know, but like, particularly when I have a big writing project, like when I was working for National Geographic, writing for their kids' properties, mm. I, I would wake up and drink coffee in bed and I'd just grab my laptop. And sometimes I would write for like six hours <laughs> and then I'd be, I'd be done for the day and I'd still be in my PJs. And other than the fact that it was off-putting to my wife, uh, I highly recommend it. Same. Yeah. I, I think like anyone who's giving advice, like, you know, don't wear sweatpants all day should be put on some sort of list. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. The list of people probably not listening to our podcast, but I think you're right because you get more done at home and you take advantage of that. Right. So if I, if I wake up at six in the morning and I do three hours of work, then I can take a longer lunch or, you know, walk the dogs or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I will say, and it's embarrassing. I don't know if you noticed on our company Zoom calls, I never turn my video on. And it's because <laughs> my home office, like it's the worst setup. And the problem is I'm the creative guy. I'm supposed to have like, you know, the best eye for production value. And I'm constantly directing things and getting shots how I want. And then, you know, I'm right in front of a window. <laughs> it's just awful. So I never turn it on. And they're like, can we see you today? And I'm like, well, if you can, but it's going to be like a, you know, it's like I'm a guy on Dateline that they're hiding my identity. <laughs> I I did finally move my desk. Yeah, I, I was facing the door and we had a whole bunch of junk there. So now I'm in the corner. So I've got a blank wall, which is. Also I, I noticed crap. that I noticed that in this week's meeting, because before I was always interested in the hats that were hanging on their yeah. rack behind you. <laughs> yeah, we moved. But I, I did get some wall art that we're going to try to put together this weekend. So next week, be on, be on the lookout. Yeah. All right. Good times. Yeah. I'm kind of stuck here. I'm in a small office and I don't have another room I can go to, uh, but we'll work it out. Yeah. All right. 50, uh, 50 episodes of the Mindset Digital Podcast, uh, winner. And uh, I know your Bubby's a big listener. So uh, <laughs> hello to her. A- anything else you want to say before we wrap this one up? No, just that uh, yeah, it's, it's been really great work on this and let's get another 50 more out there. Yeah. Uh, did you know, by the way, uh, before uh, before we go, and this will be lovely to embarrass you for 12,000 listeners, uh, you haven't been on Gchat in two months. <laughs> I I did know that. I, <laughs> that that's been my, my other pandemic mental health treat is we have so many nonstop Zoom meetings and things like that. Yeah, where yeah. I, yeah. You know, I, I can't get away with not sharing the video. So I, I have signed myself out of Gchat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little slow on the uptake because if you sign back in, there's about 14 me asking you grammar questions. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I should have let you know at least. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sure he'll be right back on it. Oh, I look no. today and it's like this long list. Everybody else probably is like, oh, Matt's not doing G-Chat right now. And I'm all like, wait, is it HIPAA is or HIPAA are? Hey. <laughs> HIPAA is, if, if that still yeah. helps. Yeah, thanks, Wiener. <laughs> 
All right, good times. Uh, Mindset Digital Podcast, glad to get this out. We'll put this out next week. Hopefully, that things will be a little calmer in the country and it won't feel so perfluous. Yeah, well, we'll see. The Mindset Digital Podcast is brought to you by Mindset Digital. We bring workforces up to speed in our fast-forward digital world. If you like the show, please recommend us to a friend or even better, leave us a review on iTunes. Have questions, comments, or ideas about the podcast you want to share with our team? Send them to podcast at mindsetdigital.com. This episode was produced by Pete Brown and featured Matt Wiener and me, Briavel Schultz. Some music in today's show is courtesy of the website audionautics.com and is licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. We'll be back in a few weeks with another episode. Good times.